welcome to Finding Fiction. I am your host, Eric, and joining me today is the magnificent Mr. Muhammad. Um, hello. So, we're here live at the, you know, the uh, Corona headquarters of Wuhan, China. Um, yeah, we're all kind of quarantined. Yep, uh, but, uh, we are quarantined, but you know what? Marvel has released, you know, Civil War 3. It's, I, I, like, it's kind of hilarious that they did. Yeah. Like, oh. How many sequels to Civil War is there gonna be? Okay, okay, so... You know how last time we talked about Outlawed, right? The... Yeah. Well, that is Civil War 3. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Right? So, one of the teen superheroes with no name, right? Nobody cares about. Just made one up just for this event. Uh, end up hurting an old man in the process or something like that. And then there's a law. Captain America's like, yeah, these teen these teen superheroes need to be, you know, whatever. And that, that enacts the events of Outlawed, right? So, which is kind of topical because we're talking about Civil War and, uh infinite crisis today <laughs> yeah um both events like honestly surprised me and like this idea of they're kind of similar and like one aspect um and i think that's incredibly interesting i like that uh i like how we like we we for this t- for this st- uh for the events we chose this time we picked two people who are polar opposites of each other like yes. when it <laughs> come to storytelling um but yeah, uh, so uh, other news, right? Uh, there's no more comics at the time of this writing, so uh, Civil War Three has been pushed on hold indefinitely, and uh, Empire isn't, you know, happening until, like, this virus calms down, so I'm a little sad. Uh, the people who like, you know, Civil War the, the and his sequel, two, is going to be, probably will be disappointed for the Civil War Three not happening with teen superheroes like Miles, Kamala Khan, and Nova, which is pretty neat. Yeah, the, the, like, the lame, the very lame teenage superheroes Marvel has. The champions, what do you mean? The champions are the coolest. They're so lame. Like, I I mean, it, it, like, I've never, like, I've literally never, like, met anybody who I, uh, who I know who likes comics and is like, man, I freaking love Nova. I've never met anybody who's like, I love Nova, because they're always like, what are you talking about, man? He sucks. And it's like, after Champion, just sort of, I kind of get it. It's like, his characters, like, most of Champions is just, like, a whole lot of, like, um, like, weird, wasted potential. And, like, I am sad for those fans who might not get outlawed. Because, yeah. like, you, you know, it's like, it might have been this thing they were very excited about. Well, the guy that worked in my comic book shop is, like, really depressed about it because he's, like, a big Champions fan. That's... <laughs> I... Wow. <laughs> he was like, he was like, man, he's, like, really depressed. And I was like, you know, you, you know, you can read some DC comics. I, he's like, I'm not a DC fan. I'm a Marvel fan because of his the diversity. And I was like, ooh, all right. I only read, like, like two things from Mark Oval. And, like, uh, that's about it. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, but, 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 we're not here to talk about Marvel. We're here to talk about Infinite Crisis and Civil yeah. War. Technically, we are going to talk about Marvel during this, so, like... Yeah, we're, okay, we're not... Technically, we are. <laughs> you know, but, but we don't, maybe down the line, when, like, two, several, several years after, you know, Outlawed is finished, we'll talk about Civil War 2 and compare it to something else. 
Oh, God. Yeah. But let's talk... Okay, okay. Which one do you want to talk about first, Mohamed? Um, I feel like the easiest to, like, fully tackle first would be, like, Civil War. All right. Okay. So we're going to hop into Mark Millar's Civil War. Uh, oh. Okay. You know what? First thing I want to say, the art is fantastic in this story. Really solid artwork. Yeah, it's probably better it's better than what dc's like big event that was happening at that time it was mm, beautiful right uh okay H how do you feel about it <laughs> um how do i feel about civil war now like um before this point i had like i've heard of i heard of civil war right like i've seen like youtubers talk about it i've known friends yeah. who like talked about it yeah. and like uh you know, I watched the Marvel movie, and, like, it was a whole thing of, like, I didn't know what to fully uh, expect once I got into there. I think it starts decently enough. It actually kind of has this, like, darkly funny opening where, like, it it's like these dumb... It's the new warriors. The new warriors. The new warriors. <laughs> new warriors sew up, and, like, they're, like, filming, like, a reality so. And there are some, like, villains who are, like, hanging out and, like, they're locked. They're, and so, like, they roll up on them. Mind, they're minding their own business, too. They're, like, not even doing anything bad. They're just like, yeah, we're just chilling out here, you know, having a barbecue. New warriors show up and then, all right, all right. So, uh, the story goes, new warriors, you know, filming, TV show. Nobody really cares about the new warriors. Even new warrior fans can't even, can't even disagree with that, right? <laughs> No one cares about the New Warriors. Uh, they get into... A Apparently they fight... So New Warriors are C-list heroes, right? They fight some A-list heroes... Uh, B-list supervillains. We'll just call them that, right? Speedball and, like, Inferno and stuff like that. Those kind of guys. You know, you, you don't hear about them, so they're just B-listers. Uh, they, they fight, crash into a school bus, and one of the supervillains explode or do something. It kills the entire, you know, elementary school. Yeah, like, it's like, uh, it, I think it's so, like, funny is the way it sort of, like, abruptly cuts over to that. Yeah, he's like, it's like, uh, oh, it's like Tony Stark is, like, in the ruins of, like, this, like, thing that happened. And they're all like, man, poor kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so, okay, so first things first, right? We see, we, okay, okay, I'm gonna say this, right? There's a lot of Civil War. A lot of Civil War is not in Civil War. I, I want to state that right in the beginning. Because I have some of the X-Men issues, the uncanny X-Men issues that tie into the Civil War story. Right? That's written by Chris Claremont on his third return of the series. Right? His third return at this point. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, like, Civil War. A lot of Civil War stories aren't in, like, the, the big, you know, Civil War. It's not in Civil War. It's a lot of just people talking. Right? So, so we have, you know, Tony Stark talking... And then we have Sentinels keeping an eye on the X-Men. They're like, oh, we keep an eye on you. Right? And if you don't know why they're keeping on them, because of, like, Bendis' event, House of M, which basically decimates 99% of the mutant population. And so there's, like, only, like, 1% of, like, all mutants are mutants now. And, like, the government's like, okay, these people are an endangered species. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to have Sentinels just protect them. Which is, you know, kind of ironic or weird. Right? So, um, yeah, like, a lot of Civil War just sort of, like, the thing is, I didn't read any of, like, uh, the tie-in stuff or, like, previous events, because that would have took me forever. It, it would. But, like, uh, it, it, it would. It's, like, 
So, like, I go into Civil War and everything seems like, you know, like I could understand what's going on pretty easily. Yeah. Except for, like, certain points. Mm-hmm, like... like... Like, Thor's sudden and weird return. Because... Okay, so... So... Okay, some clarification for that. Thor is supposed to be dead during because of Ragnarok. I think, yeah, right. I think the Ragnarok story happened before, like during this time. So Thor's gone, right? But he's not really gone because J. Michael Straczynski is going to come bring him back like as Thor, not like dude with like a stick and hits the ground and like comes Thor, right? We, we're not doing that, right? So we, we got that or Siege. It's either Siege or Ragnarok. It's one of those two things, right? Thor's gone. And, okay, so, so that happens... Then they have a memorial service. Tony Stark is there, and his, you know, mom is like, "Screw you, Tony, and your superhero ness. You know, you killed my son." And you're like, "Okay, it's justified." She's angry at the superhero, not the new warriors, though. <laughs> um, I think like the thing is, is like, um, where I sort of differ with that scene is like, uh, um, uh, I, I don't feel like Tony really reacts to like what's going on. He just sort of lets this lady like pelt him with, and it just seemingly kind of like, I almost kind of feel like the movie sort of did the scene a bit better, because mm-hmm. like when Tony Stark's like at this tech event, he like presents a bunch of stuff, he gets out of an elevator, some random lady walks up to him, and then it's like your son died, like or like no my son died because of like you, and then like you see how like horrible he feels. And it sort of helps catapult them to, like, ward, like, his entire stance. Um, I, I do feel like, you know, I guess this was supposed to, like, be, like, the thing that partially helps catapult them. Uh, I just feel like he looks like he just doesn't really react. He's like, he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, go ahead, let the lady scream at me. Right? Okay, and so, like, after that, they have, like, the superhero meeting. In the Baxter building, the Fantastic Four house, and, like, hey... They're going to be a human registration act. So, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're all going to sign up for it. Spider-Man's there, right? Uh, everybody shows up, except Captain America, because he's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. at the time. And uh, Maria Hill's like, you're going to sign up, right, Cap? You're going to help us bring in your buddies, Cap? And he's like, hey, my problem, I'm going to stay out of it. And then he just goes, he's completely un-Captain America, like in, this, like, in the beginning half. He's like, well... He just starts fighting the government. <laughs> if he, he comes across as, like, very aggressive. And the thing is, I, I would understand his entire stance, but, like, I feel like uh, Mark Millar could have possibly, you know, built up, like, what Captain America was kind of feeling. So, like, it would sort of make full sense. Okay. Also, he does something really, like, weird that I kind of want to point out. Okay. Um... So, like, Captain America, like, has a group called the Secret Avengers. Yeah. And, like, a lot of times in the story, um, you have characters get mad and say that, like, Tony Stark is, like, fascinating. But, like, I want to start and he, like, uh, sit over here. But, like, Captain America calls this group, like, the Secret Avengers. Kind almost like how Hitler basically had this like secret police <laughs> and if anything Captain America comes across as like way more aggressive toward everybody like everybody's a little aggressive and it's like a bit too much 
Um, you, you got Daredevil over here, he, like just he, being all like Daredevil. Yes, I guess. Okay, okay. So, so what is the inciting incident? Is like the okay. So the story sets up with the death of like a, like an entire elementary school, right? That's that's the thing, right? That's the inciting incident, and what really starts is that is a lot is a lot of talking in this like a lot of talking you know then when the verdict is actually claimed you know people start choosing sides like are we gonna go with iron man or captain america right uh okay okay so here's the thing right uh captain america is supposed to be like the superman of like the marvel universe right he's like the superman this guy he's like you know violence is always the first answer which you know mark millar has like you know captain america just just start beating crap out of, like a shield age just right at the beginning of like he's in the scene like his first appearance in the story he's automatically you know going a wall jumping out of helicarrier and like then after that happened it cuts to like the center talking he's like can you believe captain america jumped out of helicarrier <laughs> kidnapped like a hell uh, the pilot of a helicopter and then treated him to hamburgers is that not captain america for you like you dude <laughs> straight up use the freaking like plane as, as a as, as a goddamn surfboard. Like, it's, it's like it's a silver surfer up there or something. Right, and so, like, that happens, and then, like, okay, so, a lot of nothing happens for a while, like, for, like, the first three issues, until you get to the first fight with, like, Iron Man versus Captain America, and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, so, okay, another thing, a lot of these characters are acting out of character, like, Mr. Fantastic is not Mr. Fantastic in this story. Yeah. Right. Um, you get. Yeah, he's just a dismissive husband, Fantastic. He's like, oh, look at the, the data telling me I'm right. I'm, oh, oh, I don't care if my friends die. Oh. It's like uh, also another thing that kind of bothered me about the story. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like Tony and Reed actually think anything out fully. They, just... they, they seemingly just don't, like, they don't have, like, full contingency plans, like, set. Okay. Like, what to actually do with, like, okay, okay. a caught registered hero. Okay, let's, or, let's... like, an unregistered hero. Okay, let's get into this, right? So, like, that happens, right? They get into a fight. Captain America, gets fi they fight, like, two sides finally meet in, like, issue three. First time they meet, they fight. Captain America's side loses because, Th like, Thor appears out of the crowd. He's like, oh, saying stuff that's not Thor. And, you know, Captain America, oh, Iron Man almost kills Captain America, right? Yes. And then Goliath gets killed by you and Thor, and you're like, Thor doesn't kill people like that. What? <laughs> Just shoot some lightning. We later find out that Thor is a, a clone, a robot clone created by Reed Richards. And... Just adds more confusion to everything happening. Right? Susan has a problem with it. Mr. Fantastic doesn't have a single ounce of problem with it. He's like, it was a calculated error. I can fix it. And I'm like, whoa, that's not you, Reed. What happened? <laughs> you don't do that. You don't, you don't, you don't, you know, take lives lightly. You don't take lives at all. You should be, like, broken up. <laughs> right? Um, that happens. Captain America's bedside. You get a lot more talking about basically nothing. Right? Then you find out there's spies amongst the group. Like, oh, you know, there's Hulkling. You know, he's spying. He, and then there's, like, uh, Tigress. And, like, they're spying on, like, oh, she's spying for Captain America. Uh, on spying on Captain America. And Hulkling spying on Iron Man. But, like, oh, they don't know about it yet. And then you've, there's a plot twist, you know, later. But, like, that's besides the point. Right? Uh, Spider-Man comes out, uh, like, as he's Peter Parker. Yeah. 
that was like another big thing in the story was like um at the time spider-man like revealed his identity to everybody i'm peter it's parker like, it's big deal um but like it doesn't really feel like that they do like um they do a really good job at like uh displaying like basically why spider-man did this it was like they convinced him or something, but like you gotta, what? You gotta, you gotta go read. Uh, you gotta go read. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man: A Civil War tie-ins. Oh God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> right. Uh, and like you gotta, you wonder why. Okay, so so that happens. You know, sides playing in, sides grow bigger. People do. Okay, here's a here's another thing. I had a problem with like consistency of the story. Uh. You see, you see a group of four dudes talking at a table, talking about their jobs, and you're like, "Oh, we're superheroes, but we got government assigned, you know, secret identities." <laughs> okay. And you're like, "Wait, if you have government assigned secret identities, then why did Peter Parker come out of Spider-Man?" I don't like. Yeah, I don't get that either. It's like, isn't the whole point of the Registration Act is so people know who the superheroes are? Yeah. So that they can be like governed. Yeah, police government, like, they get a, sal a federal wage and a salary and stuff like that, but it was like, yeah, it's not really good, like, it's like a lot of problems with Peter came out, but then you're getting to, like, government, like, and then, like, okay, and then we get showed that, uh, like, okay, so here's something, right, we're told that, like, in this story, we're told Iron Man's like, we're going good, the crime is at a whole time low since Eisenhower, and you're like, okay, but I would love to see the superheroes, you know, stop some crime to show that it's working, but, like, nah, he's like, that She-Hulk is involved. Right, which honestly, I don't think She-Hulk would have joined Tony's side, because she, she shot you know Bruce and they shot Bruce in the space. <laughs> yeah, they they did. Which the Planet Hulk story, which leads into World War Hulk, but with that's like a, a whole another thing altogether, right? So that happens, but like that's you know you gotta go read amazing, you gotta read Incredible Hulk, uh, Civil War tie-in to understand what's going on there. <laughs> um. Right, so that happens. Uh, Punisher, Punisher shows up, right? The Punisher shows up, and he shows up to join Captain America's side. And you know what happens, right? Because he's like, he's like, I. They're like, oh, I thought you'd be joining Tony's side. He's like, no, because Iron Man is conscripting supervillains. It's uh, like, it's kind of funny, like how like, he's introduced like so late into like the story. Like, a man just sort of, like, sews up out of nowhere, and he's all, like, they're, they're doing things with supervillains. And, that, and then it's, like... That really makes okay. me mad. That makes me mad. He's, like... And you're, like, nah, don't let him join Cap. He's a psychopath. And you're, like, no. Right? You're, like, and, oh, okay. How about everybody in this story is kind of a psychopath? <laughs> right? So that happens, right? So, like, that happens. And then there's a fight between Iron Man and Spider-Man. All right, I remember that one. Um, and actually, like, I kind of like the scene where, like, Spider-Man arrests Daredevil, and then, like, uh, Daredevil tries handing him a silver dollar, but, like, okay, so, like, in Canada, we don't have, like, silver doll. stuff like that. We, we have, like, a toonie, which is, like, a gold, we have gold, like, a gold dollar. We have silver and gold dollars. <laughs> and, like, he hands him that, and then he's like... Like why, why you hand me a silver dot like a uh, dollar and he's all like go oh, take that you Judas. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Oh I, right. I, I guess that's what every Daredevil writer was like. Oh, is, is, <laughs> is this been waiting for this moment? 
Like, they're just like, yeah, he had a thing in this story. Yeah, you want to know was you want to know how he got captured? Go read Daredevil like Civil War Titans. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Unimportant. Right. Okay. So we find out there's a big falling out between Peter and Tony Stark at this point. Right? How does it happen? It, when's boiling up? I don't know because I didn't read Amazing Spider-Man okay. Civil War stories. Right? I, I didn't read that. But okay, Iron Man's like I'm gonna. Iron Man is trying to kill Spider-Man, but he can't because he's fucking Iron Man. And Peter Parker is like you know the best hero in like the Marvel Universe, and like he wins the fight, but then he escapes. Right? And then the supervillains show up and they just beat the crap out of Peter. Right? Yeah, like they show up and like they're like a new incarnation of the Thunderbolts, I guess. Yeah, and that happens, and then like Peter gets like the shit kicked at him, and then the Punisher shows up to save him, and then like this like the five like this page where like Punisher's holding a uh, Spider-Man like like in his arms, and he's like, "We need a doctor." Like, <laughs> um, I actually love the scene because like. Freaking jack o' lantern's head just bursts. Like, his head straight up, like, just his jack o' lantern head just, like, Punisher killed a living pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, that happens, and they go, like, oh! And then, then the final fight happens, right? Uh, so we're, we're breaking down final issue. Everybody's gearing up. Spider Man's fully healed. We don't know because you go read the tie ins, uh, right? This is all going down. Uh, some supervillains join Captain America's side, like, yeah, this is becoming a police state, so we all for it. We'll change your side. Punisher just shoots him in the head, right? <laughs> Captain America starts beating the crap out of the Punisher, saying, what's wrong with you, you psycho? And he's like, fight back, and then, you know, the Punisher's like, not you, Cap. Anyone but you. And he's like, get out of here. And then they find out, you know, uh, Frank with the nom because of Captain America, but, like, that's implied, you know, like, uh... They fight it out. Uh, these two, like, they, they're fighting for no reason at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it feels like he repeatedly looks for reasons for, like, characters okay. to get into, like, fights. Okay, okay. Like, it's so stupid. Right, okay, I'm gonna say this, right? I, it, it's a fun read, right? I think it holds up really well reading it the first time. The second time, I probably would, like, I like I would hate it. Because they, they're fighting for no reason in this story. Um... Like, the reason for Captain America to fight Iron Man doesn't make sense. Because I feel like Captain America would probably say, you know, would probably try to get the people to rally against his side. Like, you know, the citizens to rally against his side. And not just, you know, straight up go fight Iron Man to win the fight just to prove that, you know, that way is right. He wouldn't, like, hide in secret, like, at all. He wouldn't, like, forge, like, a secret Avengers or, like, actually... He would get a group going, sore, but like, he would probably use stuff like an online presence, maybe, or, or like you know, actually speaking. You know, probably, you know, try to, you know, was it try to build confidence in people and like the way they're doing it is better, rather than you know just straight up going like fist to cuss with Iron Man, right? So, but like th- that doesn't matter, right? Because we don't get any of that. None of that. It's just like all oh, these two, there's like these two two douchebags, right? Who has like, oh, I got the bigger dick, uh, Cap. And like, Cap's like, no, nah, I got the bigger like, dick. And like, they like two bags and and the third deuce bag known <laughs> as Reed Richards. Right? They're like, oh, I'm here too. But like, they get into a fight, right? Uh, and then okay, the best scene in this story happens at the end of it, where 
Captain America literally about to kill Iron Man, right? It's completely out of character, right? He's about to kill Iron Man, but that's not the best scene. The best scene is when a group of people jump on Captain America and they're saying, "We're trying to protect. We're trying to. We're trying to stop you, you, because you're the criminal here." He's like, "I'm trying to save you, right?" And then Captain America stops, looks around at all the damage he's done, and he's like, "He's like, I surrender." And then everybody stops and like, "What? You surrender?" And he's like, "Yeah, I surrender." And then, like, we're arresting Captain America. He's like, no, you're arresting Steve Rogers. And I was like, yeah, finally a Captain America acting like Captain America here. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a pretty, like, well-thought-out scene for the most part. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, Mark, you know the character. You, you, you show that you know how to write the character. <laughs> like, so that it's possible. Uh, but, like... I mean, like... <laughs> Most of the story is a whole lot of like just random weird stuff. Uh, random dudes like fighting and like talking about how good their idea is, right? Um, and so then that happens, and then you know it just cuts the you know Tony Stark you know flirting with his dead kid's mom. She gives an Iron Man toy, and he's like, "Oh, you about to see a whole new age of heroes," and like that's how it ends. Go read World War Hulk to find out what's going on. <laughs> which is uh, which is another crazy Marvel event. Right, just just watching the Hulk beat people up. But like, okay, so how do we feel about this one? Like, personally, I liked it, but I won't, I won't, I probably won't ever read it again. Uh, the thing with Civil War is, I like a lot of aspects of it. Mm. Like, I do too. Um, but like, I think there are things they just sort of dislike about, it, and I, I don't think that's entirely. That could just be like a preference thing, but like. I feel like there are certain things that I just sort of, like, dislike, like how some of the characters act, um, how there just seems to be, like, way, way too much aggression between everybody. Um, the way Captain America goes about his goals. Um, and I get what he was trying to do, but, like, I don't think it fully worked for, like, uh, his character. He didn't seem like, yeah, that's Captain America, but for, like, most of the story kind of like does like a lot of like just crazy sit um and goliath being killed i felt like they justified or like uh when he died like uh tony stark tried to justify it really weird it, it was like some lady told him like oh it, it was like a cop encountering a punk with a gun it's, it's like no it's it's not like that at all like, they could have taken down Goliath, like, a variety of ways. Like... Instead, like, they just the Thor sawed him through the chest. Like, like, they're superheroes, right? And, like, for a, like superheroes shouldn't kill. Like, even Alan Moore says it. Like, superheroes don't kill people. That's why he's like, Watchmen isn't a hero superhero story. But, like, that's a, like... Let me ask you, would you be... Would you be, like, would you be willing to reread this sometime? Right? Uh... Maybe someday, but for now, I, I, I don't think so. All right. Because I'm pretty sure I just get like really tired after like, <laughs> the fourth issue. Well, the, uh, you know, Mark Millar's known for his pessimism, but let's talk about someone who's like known for their optimism. Jeff, oh my man, Jeffrey Johns, Jeff Johns, you know, cool guy, best writer at DC for like 20 years now, <laughs> or 30 years, right? Best writer at DC wrote Infinite Crisis. Uh, how we feel about this one? Because I I, I, um, I loved it. <laughs> like, certain aspects of Infinite Crisis, yes. Other aspects, mm -hmm. bit iffy about. Oh, right. Like, love, love everything Superman-related. Okay. 
I okay. Like, uh, you want me to give you some like background of this going into like before we hop into like the, the synopsis, but like, wanna like, like uh, give some background. <laughs> okay, background. Right. Uh, zero hour. You remember that when we read that? I do. All right. Okay. Zero hour. Okay. So basically, what that did was it new fifty two before the new fifty two happened. <laughs> The, oh yeah, I remember. Right, so it so basically Zero Hour New Fifty Two, right? Now it's like oh, completely like, reboot. No, no, no. And basically everybody became a little more edgy and like you know, serious. And that's what the stories were, like the death of Superman or the death of Batman, the death of Green Lantern, like all There's the. A lot of deaths going on. <laughs> <laughs> Like all, like all these stories happen, you know. Like you know, we killed Superman, brought him back. You know, we broke Batman's back and brought in like a crazy serial killer as Batman with like, pouches and like stupid armor. Uh, Wonder Woman actually killed Maxwell Lord in Wonder Woman's like you know story. Like all this stuff happened, right? You know, DC was becoming real edgy, and uh, Jeff Johns wrote in a vet, like tried to fix it, which he did. He did fix it, for the most part, until you know Grant Morrison came in. Yeah, like, um, he, uh, the interesting thing, I think, about Infinite Crisis and, like, Civil War is that they're both similar in one aspect. Uh, the, both the writers of the events are trying to, like, say something. Uh, like, Jeff Johns, like, the whole idea around this Infinite Crisis is that, like, um, a few characters from, like, Earth 2 survive uh Superboy's all crazy like there's like an alternate like superman running around yeah the uh, golden age superman golden age yes. like the golden age guys like don't like how like dark everything is feel like it's too dark yeah uh, and like the dark guys are all like well no <laughs> it, 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 it's amazing, right? Because, like, that idea, okay, it, it's just that theme of the story. Because you, you, you pull, like, it's like three types of characters, right? You have, you know, you have the Golden Age guys, right? And then, oh, well, like, just say two guys. You have the Golden Age guys, and then you have the, you know, the New 52 fans, right? You know, like, oh, well, you, even say, you can say the New 52 fans versus, like, you know, the, you know, post-crisis fans, right? And you're like, oh, fuck you. My stories are better because, you know, they're happier. And, like, the new 52 fans like, yeah, but mine are serious, you know. You know, they tell something. And it's like, and then you have, you know, Superboy Prime, who's the fan. Like, the actual fan. You know, like, the two versions, like, you know, the guy's like, oh. Like, he's an obsessive fan who's like, you're destroying comics because they're like, you know, he's like, it's like, what if you have one, like, something that happens, like, you, like, you know, you take something to the extreme, and that's Superboy Prime, he's the fan who takes things to the extreme, and that destroys, you know, the, the characters you love. Yeah, it's actually, it's a very, like, interesting sort of, like, take to take with, like, an antagonist like that. And, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll say um, it after. Uh, just, like, uh, I was remembering, like, um... I guess, like, the one scene I really love from, like, Infinite Crisis where, like, uh, uh, like, uh, it, it was, like, something, like, a building was falling, yeah. and then Superman, like, came in and, like, uh, lifted it back up, oh, and right. it was, like, that good as new, and then just <laughs> flew off into the air. It's like, oh, like, Superman! But, okay, but, like, before we go more into it, let's talk about it. So, okay, so, Infinite Crisis, we have Wonder Woman, we have the DC Trinity meeting up in, like, the dark ruins of, like, some destroyed building. They're meeting up, and they're going to talk to each other. Right? So they're talking. They're talking. 
uh, while on Earth, like it's the fucking end of the world on Earth right now. While the D, like the 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 pillars of DC are talking to each other, <laughs> you have like fucking Uncle Sam shows up to fight like the the, the Legion of Doom. Uncle Sam shows up to like get like destroyed. Okay, that was like I thought that was like oh shit. Uncle Sam is here. I'm like, I'm ready. My body is ready to see what's going to happen. Oh, he gets destroyed. Uh, Connor Kent's, like, living with Ma and Pa. They're just chilling out, right? While in the back, you have, like, Golden Age Superman with, like, Lex Evil, like, Earth-1 Luther and, like, you know, Superboy Prime just, like, watching everything happen and, like, just, like, oh, fuck these guys. They're not doing anything, right? Superman and Batman are in a disagreement. Like, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do with Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman's like, I'm doing what Wonder Woman does. And Batman's like, you killed her. <laughs> you killed killed one you killed somebody. As Superman's like, Yeah, you did kill somebody, you need to face crime. He's like, no. And like they get into this big argument. Mongol appears, they get into a fight with Mongol, right? That happens. Uh more superheroes start dying on Earth, right? Along with cities being destroyed and the cataclysmic happens. We're like, forget about that, right? We're watching superheroes fight shit like, you know, fight supervillains and lose. Right, uh, Booster Cold is here. That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, it is neat. Um, okay. I was like when Jeff Johns like does cool stuff with like Just, um, seemingly minor characters, random toys in his box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this right. The JSA like okay. So so the story doesn't really start happening until like issue three, right? Or issue two, if you want to say it. Like the end of issue one, the story actually starts happening there when Golden Age Superman appears and he's like. That's when the story starts. That's when that's when you start getting a story, right? Golden Age Superman appears. He starts talking, and then he's like, he kidnaps Power Girl, right? He's like, look at my Lois. Your your universe has made my Lois sick. They gave her cancer because cancer did not exist in the 40s. Look what you guys did, right? And then Power Girl's like, I don't know you, bro. And he like, and she touched Lois' head. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm a Golden Age superhero. Like, it's like um, it, it's this weirdly nice moment in a weird, odd kind of way. Yep. Um, where like Superman just basically like like you treated me like a daughter, and then they were all like, as far as we're concerned, you are a daughter. And you're like, oh, that's pretty. Like, oh, super family before <laughs> super family. Oh, this is this is, you, Jeff. You love these characters. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're, they're they're going get it they're talking and you know she's like Superman's like I gotta go talk to Bruce and she's like what he doesn't know you he's like oh but he will he soon will and it's this moment where Bruce is going crazy and like in the Batcave Superman shows up and he's like it's me Superman and they talk and it's like Batman's being reassured by Superman <laughs> he's like he's like oh he's like and then then Batman's like, no, 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 you can't be my Superman. Pulls out Kryptonite. He's like, your Kryptonite won't work on me. <laughs> yeah, it was like a really like fascinating scene to me, honestly. It's um, it's it's like, oh wow, this is real good. <laughs> and th this is going on, right? They're talking, and like, you know, honestly, I, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of talking in here. Like, Civil War has a lot of talking in here. But I don't like. There's not like stupid action that happens for no reason. Like why super, like, heroes are fighting each other. It's just you know, there's fights between supervillains, and the supervillains are winning, right? And that's the, I think that's the course of like things going on because uh, and then you, you have Savage Dragon, right? Let's put it. You have the Image Boys, the Savage Dragon, the Wildcats, the Young Bloods, uh, you know the Spawns, right? Where like superheroes just die off really easily, and 
But Jeff Johns is like, okay, if that's what people like, I'll throw this. I'll put this in here. You have your superheroes dying really easily to the supervillains that they beat all the time. And it's like, it really set the stake of like, you, you gotta, it, it's like, how about put this? Jeff Johns is creating an argument between two sides. And so, how do you do this? Well, you gotta have the Golden Age side have their argument right here. You have superheroes losing and dying. And now, now you have that. You got this. And so, we have a really extremely paranoid Batman. A Wonder Woman who's forgot what he meant. And then we get, like, the All Max are here. I don't know because I wasn't reading, no one reading Batman at this time because, you know, Batman has not been Batman lately. <laughs> or at that time period. Batman has been kind of, you know, going to the Dark Knight Returns version of himself. Where he's like, oh, police state. You gotta turn Gotham into a police state. Um, that happens. So he's created All Mac. All Mac is fucking killing the Amazons. <laughs> and how to. <laughs> And then Wonder Woman's like, get out of here. And she does. And then Wonder Woman get, leaves the story for a little while. Superman leaves the story for a little while. He talks to Lois. And he's like, maybe Batman was right. And there's like this really, this is really tender moment where, well, not really tender moment. Like the first issue where Batman and Superman have this really big falling out where Superman, where Batman says, you had, your, your one thing about you is inspiration. And you ha wasn't, you haven't been able to do that since you died. Ooh, <laughs> and that's was, like a harsh roast. This is like, ooh, Jeff. Well, who are you? Who are you? Who are you telling this to? What writer? <laughs> All the writers. <laughs> you can't be burning people like that, dog. Right? And like that happens. And so more, more, more building up. Right? So there's a, we introduce to the plan. Luther has a plan. He's like, I'm gonna bring the multiverse back. Right? You're like, okay, the multiverse is coming back. That's the plan. He's, and like we're sold on the idea of Luther saying, if we could create Earth two, then we could bring Lois can be cured of like all this you know catastrophe, right? And you're like, okay, this happens, right? We do this, and like it works. And now we just need kid kidnap some superheroes, and they start kidna kidnapping other hero, uh, all these heroes like the JSA, and suddenly issue three happens, and then shit pops off, right? Now now the story's full swing, right? Batman, uh. Boost, the new Blue Beetle is captured by, you know, he falls on, like, Jaime Reyes because the Blue Beetle dies. Uh, boost, uh, Booster Gold go kidnaps Jaime Reyes and go takes him to Batman. And Superboy Prime goes to fight Connor Kent. <laughs> yeah, like, um, Connor Kent was all, like, uh, he had, like, a role in the story where he was all, I, I don't know if I should go in there. Uh... Like, he's, like, he's depressed and, like, self-conscious at the point. And they fight. <laughs> like, and, you know, Superboy versus Superboy. And, like, uh, like Superboy Prime, fuck, uh, like, the Teen Titans shows up, and he just starts mowing down Teen Titans. Like, just literally killing them. <laughs> and at every step, he's like, no, don't do this to me. Like, you're, you're making me kill you guys, and I don't want to be a serial killer. <laughs> and he just keeps, like, he rips the arm off one of the Titans when, like, nobody cares about Right? And it's like this big thing. And then the flat, like three flashes shows up and they're like, oh, we're going to put you in a speed force. Yeah, because that, that works. It's Jeff Johns, who cares? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like Wally West is like, well, it's like, what is it? It's like uh, Dan Didio, like the former editor-in-chief at like Marvel's, uh, no, editor-in-chief at DC said, every crisis, you got to kill a flash. And you know what? They killed Wally West in this story again. 
Oh, I can't wait for the next one. I want. I wonder who's gonna die. Barry, you, you died, Barry. Um, I would laugh. It was like every single like speed-based person. <laughs> like so, so they run him in the speed force. Connor Kent's like, like out of commission for a little while, right? Titans are dead. Batman's freaking out. Like, what's going on? It's the end of the world. Wonder Woman sends the Amazons away. Superman's like, Biden hole knows her own his own business, trying to you know save people. Because that's what Superman does, trying to save people in his catastrophe. Like, the Earth is, like, falling apart, being destroyed. And he's like, I can't handle this. But I gotta keep trying. Right? This all going down. And next thing you know it, Earth, another Earth appears. Right? And then, you like, Superman's like, what? What is this doing here? All the other superheroes are like, what's going on? Right? And then, Superman takes Lois down to Earth 2. And they're happy. You did, like, you're back in the 40s. There's nobody around. Right? And they're just chilling out there. And then Lois dies, which is, like, one of the most tender moments I've, like, I've seen in the comic book in a while. Is that, you know, Superman, Golden Age Superman says, Lo Superman always saves Lois Lane, right? Because that's, like, that's his thing. He's like, always saves Lois Lane, and one of them is like, not this time. Yeah. And he just dies, in, he just, she just dies in his arm. And he's like, he just cries out, and then Superman shows up, right? And then they fight. Oh, yeah. It was like a thing, right? Okay, okay. So let's play this. The difference between like Superman fighting Superman in here, like super characters fighting each other in this character story, is that it serves a better purpose than say you know Civil War. The super characters fighting a purpose in here, right? Yeah. Because they're actual animosity toward each other here, right? Like Golden Superman kind of hates Superman because he's like you. He doesn't see Superman as you know the Golden Age, like a successor to the Golden Age. He's like, you're just a bad Superman. You can't inspire people, and you died, right? Things are better in my story, <laughs> my day. And, you know, same thing with Superman Prime, right? He hates Super. He hates Connor Kent because, you know, he should. He believes that he should be Superboy, right? Because he read the comic, he read the Superman comics, you know? He's, you know, I'm Superboy because I am the fan. And, like, that's the idea, right? And so they fight it out. Wonder Woman... Finally gets a call from her Golden Age form and says, look, look, Wonder Woman, y you messed up. That's okay. You can, you can learn from your mistakes. You can learn. You just got to, you know, try to be better than who you are. You know, learn to be human. Like, human makes mistakes, but they keep growing and keep getting a chance. And Wonder Woman's like, all right, I'll try. And that happens. And you're like, the Supermans are fighting each other. Batman's on the space adventure to go fight Lex Luthor. Because you you know what else would Batman be doing? Right, he can't he can't go fight he can't go fight gods right now. He has to go fight another dude. That's the best he can do, right? All mechs are protecting Lex Luthor, and you're like, okay. And then we get like this dumb space fight <laughs> because Jeff, you gotta throw space in the story with Jeff Jones is writing it for whatever reason. Like it has to have Green Lan the Green Lanterns appear, right? Because Jeff Jones is writing it, so the Green Lanterns gotta show up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, it's his thing, weirdly enough, like, uh, as you said, like, Infinite Crisis, like, leads into, like, uh, uh Up, Up, and Away, yeah. like, uh, the Kirk Busick and Jeff John story. Yep, which Superman. is one of the best Superman stories you could find. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, it's actually kind of funny, because Green Lantern shows up in there, so... You're like, you, you gotta throw him in there, you gotta throw, you have to throw, you gotta throw Green Lantern in every story you write. And Jeff is like, I like Edward, I just mentioned Eddie was like, Jeff, why is the Green Lantern here? He's like, oh, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. You're like, okay. 
Why don't you just write Green Lantern? I was like, because I want to write everything. <laughs> He's like, okay, Jeff, uh, we'll, we'll let you write this. He's like, yeah, Green Lantern shows up. And Kurt, I just imagine Kurt was like, why is Green Lantern here, Jeff? And he was like, because uh, who else will come save me? Like, who else? Who else would make sense? He's like, okay, you're right. Whatever. And like, but yeah, like, so Jeff, like, you know, Green Lanterns appear, right? They're fighting, like, all mech in space because, like, you know, more Earths start popping up everywhere. And you're like, okay, Earth's popping up everywhere. Uh, Impulse shows up again. Impulse is, like, now wearing the Flash's costume. He's like, I, I aged. I grew up. <laughs> and, and, like, that happened because, he's like, yeah, we trapped him in the Speed Force, but. He's coming back. And, like, who's coming back? This Superboy Prime shows up talking to Lex Luthor in armor. Like, the most fucking 90s armor you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? what? What's going on here? And then Wonder Woman shows up to go talk to the Superman's duking it out. And she's like, okay, look, you guys need to stop punching each other. And, like, Golden Age Superman's like, she lassos the Golden Age Superman and says... Okay, you can answer my questions. He's like, I don't need your lasso of truth. I, because in my time period, my time, we always tell the truth, right? And so they talk to each other. He says, he says, you guys fucked up. You guys are terrible. My time period was better. And then Superman, also like our current Superman, you know, our Superman says, hey, uh, if your Earth was so good, then why was there a need for Superman? And he's like, he just pauses. Stops and thinks, and he's like, oh, oh, maybe you're right. <laughs> and then they off to the off the races. They go fight Lex Luthor, because, like, you know, the Supermans can talk it out, because that's what Superman do. They talk to each other, because that's, that's the kind of character they are. And, you know, they go to fight Lex Luthor. Superman's like, I'm going to shut down all Mac. And then, you know, Lex Luthor's like, you're ruining my plans, Batman, by being Batman. And he's like, yeah, because I'm Batman. Shuts down all Mac and it self-destroys. It explodes on each other. And then Connor Kent shows up and says, I'm ready for my rematch. And he's, he fights Superboy Prime and loses again. <laughs> and actually dies this time. Right? And that happened. And then, you know, they have this moment where Superman, like the two Supermans talk to Superboy, uh, Superboy Connor, like Connor. They talk to each other and they say, and like they realize that, you know, Superman, like Superman realizes that they both gave up, right? At some point they gave up and they, they, they that caught, had an effect on everyone around them, and, like, and the stories they, they were put on, like, you know, they weren't as, you know, optimistic as they should have been, and they're not as inspirational as they once were, but they, they promised them, like, you know, at this moment, our hero's like, you know what, I'm gonna, I can't give up, and they go, go fight Superboy Prime, and, which they do, they go fight Superboy Prime, and while Batman went to go fist fight Lex Luthor, <laughs> so n now our stage is set, Wonder Woman went to go help Le uh, Batman out, because Grant Morrison, and, like, one and the Batman writers said, you know, they had a thing for each other at one point, or at a point they had a thing for each other until you know one of them went all, I'm gonna murder a dude, but forget about that. That's all context. So that's why she gonna help him out. So this is happening, right? And the fight between the super the super people is fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, definitely, really, like really goddamn cool. And this is like this just moment of like these two dudes like like Superman just flies like they just fly through a red sun and land on Oa, and they're like, oh, and like it just becomes like this just like this real brutal like just like fist fight, uh, and then after like like okay so Superman gets knocked down Golden Age Superman is the only guy left, and they 
he just literally just murdered, like, Superboy Prime just murders Golden Age Superman. And then Superman, you know, our Superman gets up and, you know, just gives him the classic, you know, one-two punches. And the day is, he just knocks him down and rips the S off his chest and says, this, you don't deserve this. Yeah. And then, and then all the fucking Green Lanterns appear and, like, lock him up. And... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, no, I, I feel like the story definitely does, like, say a lot about, like, certain characters. Yep. And I think it really does say a lot about, like, Superman. When, like, Jeff Johns, like, has that dialogue where, like, he's like, you don't inspire people anymore. I, I think that's true in an essence because, like, uh, it, it feels like a lot of people now don't really enjoy Superman too much because, like, most of his, like, runs always seem to be trying something that's a bit, like... Different? <laughs> just, like, um, just make him different. Give him a mullet. Give him like, a... Yeah, it's, like, give him long a hair Superman. <laughs> um, who is terrible. Uh, uh, well, like, to wrap up, like, this, like, recap of the story, uh, what happens, so, that happens, you know, the day is saved, ultimately, right? Lex Luthor escapes, the, like, from Batman, because Batman loses the fight between Lex Luthor and Batman. And they go into, like, you know, Superman's deep power now because he flew through a fucking red sun. <laughs> and, like, Batman has to go find himself. Wonder Woman's going to go find himself. And Superman, well, he's going to go be Clark Kent now. And that's how it ends. Ends up nicely and you immediately go read, you know, Superman up, up, and away. Or don't and go read Superman up, up, and away, which is really good. Right? And... It's really, it, you know, I really enjoyed this, like, this story. Like, Infinite Crisis. So, how do you feel, like, overall? How do you feel about Infinite Crisis, like, overall? like um, Overall? Yeah. Um, again, there's, like, certain aspects I like a lot. But, like, certain aspects I'm not, like, fully into. Um, like, I feel like a lot of the crazy event stuff sometimes, like, loses me. Uh, but I do feel like... A lot of the story really has like a lot to say and he says it like as like subtly as he can for the most part but it's not subtle like he always does something really cool with um and i think that's really like amazing um i i do love this a lot more than civil war oh yeah um, it... this is really epic well it's like, how do I put this? Uh, I think Infinite Crisis is stronger because, well, because it has, like, a, a better theme that's told subtly versus, like, oh, you know, I, you could say it's an allegory for, like, you know, gun rights for, like, Civil War. It's like, oh, gun rights are not, you know, gotta register or not, and, like, stuff like that. But I think, what is it? Uh, I think why Civil I say Infinite Crisis is better is because it's a Superman story. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and, like, he really said. So let me ask you this. Would you reread this? Uh, would I reread this? Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly. Like, yeah, this is, like, a really solid, like, Superman sort of story. They do a really good job at, like, handling a lot of the other characters. Um, Superboy Prime actually seemed, like, cool as villain. That was, like, oh, hey, this is, like, every extreme comic fan. This is how I view you with your 90s armors and your, like... <laughs> And your dumb hair. And you're like, oh, we gotta kill Sue. Like, it's it's like, man, this guy really loves the characters he's writing for. And it's like, really cool. Um, 
Okay, so we've read four events now. Yeah. Four events, which, you know, so how will we rank them so far? What, which one, what is, what's our number one? What's, what's your number one? What, what's your number one to number four? Right, from the uh, best to least. Number one to number four. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, I think Infinite Crisis has to, honest to God, be one. Okay. Infinity Wars probably a two. Infinity Gauntlet. We didn't read Infinity War. Like Infinity Gauntlet. So I was thinking of the the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, so Infinity Gauntlet's probably number two because how ridiculous it is. Um, Civil Wars like uh, Civil Wars like three because like y you know it doesn't say everything it needs to say that well. You know, it tries. It really does. Uh, Mark Millar showcases more than his cynicism, and I think that's cool. Um, and, like, Zero Hour is is probably the lowest one. Uh, like, Zero Hour just freaking sucks. Oh, man, poor Dan. You know, poor Jurgens. Like, you, you, don't, you don't like his... Really, you don't like any of his... really not good. You don't like any of his Superman. Like... Uh, I, I really don't. Oh, man. Um, okay, for me, I, I would say, I gotta put Infinite Crisis, I gotta put, okay, I put Infinite, Infinity Gauntlet number one, right? And Infinite Crisis number two. Uh, I like, I, I have, for me, I would say, I like Infinity Gauntlet a lot. Ooh, it, it's really tough, right? Because I want, I like Infinite Crisis more, but I think it's like, really bogged down by like, all the, like the like you know all the superheroes dying a lot just just being killed by the supervillains like to help sell it like prove his point or, like the, what he's trying to say I'm like uh, yeah like I don't know I will say Civil War is number three for me right I like a lot of it like I like a lot of the fighting but I probably won't really read it and like Zero Hour is like the worst one of the worst things I read yeah so okay go ahead go ahead um no it's just like I feel like the thing that that's interesting is like Zero Hour is supposed to be this huge event with lots of characters and stuff, but it's like um, I, I felt way more confused by that than what was going on in Jeff Johns' thing. Like I think it's like what is it? Jeff Johns is more focused because you yeah. he clearly gives everyone he wants to play like all the important characters have like actual speaking time, speaking room, while like infinite like Zero Crisis in Time. Right, has you know, hey, this guy. Sh it's like the band. It's like what if, what if like the band got back together, but then they brought in everybody who was part of the band after the band split up. <laughs> like Batgirl's here now. Green Arrow showed up to the party. And you're like, what? Wait, and then Batman shows up. And then Wally West shows up. But then Jay Garrett and then the JSA and the Justice League. <laughs> like everybody showed up to the party. And you're like, oh, this doesn't make sense. But, yeah. So, reading four events, right? So, what do we feel? Okay, how do you feel about event comics? Um, event comics, I think, can fundamentally be a good thing. And I think they're supposed to be a good thing. It's just, I feel like way too many, like, big sort of heads in these companies end up, like, doing, like, these events just to like make money for the year or just to like have like multiple things going on oh and it's, it's like a bit much uh, like you know dc's events always seem to feel like they're trying to like 
fix something or Scott Snyder's just having like um Scott Snyder's just having his day um uh, which will never seemingly end because he's all oh I'm Jonathan Hickman now <laughs> well, I'm gonna write something for 10 years <laughs> oh it, it, it's coming it's, uh, was it Dark Knight's uh De- Dark Knight's Mel 2 is happening so that one's gonna be exciting I, I don't know um I will say this right so they we can be what was it our, our question we'll be asking in the beginning like do event comics hold up after the events and I say really good ones do right I think Infinite Crisis and Infinity Gauntlet hold up really well Civil War holds up I think on like first reads, I think set multiple reading won't, doesn't hold up as much because it doesn't have like a clear theme that's trying to go with. It's just like, hey, this is what we're doing now. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think you're like, um, yeah, I think like certain events do hold up with more time uh, because like the the events that are simple stories seem to like be like the best ones. Infinity Gauntlet is literally like. This crazy mad titan guy, like, views himself as a god, is trying to impress Death, who seemingly just shrugs him off, and Mephisto's down there being all wingman, and, like, the hero's gotta jump in, of course, because he gotta fight Thanos, Uh, and it's, like, a whole crazy thing, and, like, Infinite Crisis had, like, is a full-on story with, like, axle themes, and it's not just all a bunch of superheroes. Like, just punching the crap out of each other. Like, superheroes punching the crap out of each other, it's fun. But, like, you need a bit of context. Like, you need, like, more to it. And I think Jeff was able to, like, really do that in, like, the story. Um, Really make, like, an interesting sort of, like, narrative with, like, cool themes that, like, I think would end up, like, resonating with a lot of comic book fans. And I think that's very cool that he directed something at actual comic book fans um, as opposed to, like, well, everybody else. Like, freaking Dan Jurgens over there with his weird <laughs> 90s creases. <laughs> oh, Hawk and Dove. <laughs> Monarch and Exorcent, and then Super Exorcent. Well, well, Muhammad, so, you know... If Jeff Johns is was like the best event of that of that decade, right? Let's play like that because we're not going to read all of them. But let's say Jeff Johns has like the strongest theme of that decade from what we read. Well, then, what if we take go into 2010s and take two writers, right, who really love one character and then make an event based off those characters, who are also big Jonathan Hickman fans? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take. So. Join us next time as we take a look at Scott Snyder's Dark Knight's Metal. And Jason Aaron's uh, War of the Realms. Well, thanks for joining us this time. <laughs> Muhammad, where can we find you? Um, you can find me only on Twitter at 20,000Con. And um, I tweet. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can find me at Eric Miguel, only at Twitter. Hope to see you guys next time where we talk about some metal comics. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I made that joke. (laughs) Well, later.